Good evening, everybody. It's midnight on the East Coast, and that must mean it is time for us to do our weekly duty here on the Midweek War. And I am your pal in the mainstream media, and joining me, as ever, our friend in Texas, Eamon Payton. Hello, Eamon. We save the best for last, Matt Carlitz. We always save the best for last. It is, uh, as I said, it's midnight here on the East Coast. It's the final uh, quarter of the Kit Kat bar here on the Midweek War. <laughs> we are talking about Impact Wrestling on Pop TV. Live. Sort of live. <laughs> in the Impact Zone. Live to take. beautiful, sunny Orlando, Florida. And they went all out this week to make an impression. And, and Amy and I, I think they did a good job of, um, of drawing some attention to themselves and at least garnering some headlines, but we'll talk a little bit more about that, um, as we go on. But let me, um, without further ado, Eamon, can you give us one word for impact wrestling this week? My one word is Okay. <laughs> okay. That, that's my feeling. Okay. Okay. I was expecting a little bit more enthusiasm, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Um, give me your good for this week, then, for Impact. My good for this week. Uh, stay with me. It goes to Bobby Lashley. <laughs> and it wasn't because you kind of could pro- promo Bobby, because let's be real, you didn't. Uh, <laughs> but you did take out one of the damaging parts of Impact every week, which is the Pope, which I'm very happy about. It was it was it was refreshing. It, it felt very very refreshed not to have Pope uh, uh, calling no. He didn't call Crazy Steve Crazy Stevie. He didn't <laughs> go on about how Drew Galloway's the Leonidas of TNA. He we got <laughs> we got some reprieve, and and that's nice. That's that's at least something I can smile about. Uh Jeremy Borash was a breath of fresh air on the commentary <laughs> team. Just so, like, and you know, he's not flashy um, on commentary, but he's effective, and he's getting the story across, and he's hoping to care about the the men and the women in the ring. So uh, Jeremy was a pleasant surprise, uh, not just in the fact that I wasn't expecting to hear his voice on commentary, but in the I fact that uh, he was pretty effective. And he pulled double duty, doing both ring announcing and commentary at the same time. In two places at once. Was he doing backstage interviews as well? I guess we don't get them. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, uh, By the way, we also have uh, our good friend, Tony Garza, who loves TNA. Um, The one who loves uh, him back. uh, Sent in his thoughts uh, uh, for his good, bad change. His good uh, is much like mine. Crazy to say it, but the announcers, but not for announcing. I like the last stuff with Pope turning face and confronting Lashley. It usually never happens that the announcers get molded to TNA, so it felt like something big. That, and we got Borash on commentary. So he, he, he sympathizes with me in that it was so fucking needed. Um, <laughs> but how long will it last? Now, um, you know, we they surely taped more than one episode in the Impact Zone, so maybe uh-huh. we'll, maybe there's a reason to hope for at least one more week of the Jeremy Borash, Josh Matthews tandem on commentary. We can only pray. Maybe you're really piling on the Pope, Daddy. Yeah, Pretty rough. Um, how about your bad for TNA uh, impact this week? 
Uh, my bad for TNA. Uh, is going to go to, actually, I guess, two matches on the show. Because uh, we had an interesting theme in some matches on the show. Um, remember, remember when, Matt, remember when the, the World Title Series was happening? And the big thing TNA was, was advertising with the World Title Series was the knockouts are finally going to mix it up with the male wrestlers. Right. You know, they dipped their toe into the intergender pool. And they were finally going to do an agenda, and they were like, we believe in these women, and then both the women that made it to the men's round lost the first round, um, and then they never did it again. Uh, but we got some mixed matches uh, this week, uh, neither of which did a good job of, of you know being progressive in intergender roles, so to speak. Um. We had Gail and Drew Galloway against Mike Bennett and Maria. Um, they did the whole really stupid mixed tag. Only the men can fight the men. Only the women can fight the women, which makes no fucking sense. Mm-hmm. Um, kills all drama in a tag match. Um, yeah, and it was pretty not great. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, I still like Mike Bennett and Maria, but I don't know. It just wasn't... I don't know. I, I wasn't pleased with it. And then they had a six-man tag with Pure Money and Eddie Edwards against The Decay and their third partner being Rosemary. <laughs> and I, I like I like how their answer for Eddie Edwards was the girl. I just but hey, I mean, it, it's when they said it, I was like, okay, we finally <laughs> yeah. get to see a wrestle. She's a good wrestler from her stuff on the Independence. Like, she could probably hang with Eddie Edwards. Like, Eddie Edwards is a giant guy, you know? I, I could see her maybe even doing something with beer money. But she, like, maybe got, like, a choke-in on, on beer money and then, like, immediately tagged out, and that was it. And it wasn't good. And um, I, I I just wrote for my bad. Intergender done poorly. Um, <clears throat> is, this, is this the... Is this a work in progress? Do you think they're going to keep down this road? It seems like if you're going to do it, just do it. I mean, I, I, just go for it. I know, it, it. I know there's an all or nothing opinion on how Lucha Underground does intergender wrestling, but if you're going to do it, do it. And if you're not, then if you're not going to have the women and the men on a level playing field, then separate them. Yeah, and for all I know, you don't have to think like you had when you were in Spike TV where the men couldn't have any physical interaction with the women. So you're free of that. So why are you still doing this backwards bullshit? Like, it's, it's really stupid to me. And it makes me really sad as well because I, I, I hate that we're, I guess, never going to see Rosemary wrestle with the knockouts, assumedly. Like, at least for now. Like, you know, she's going to do all the stuff with the decay and stuff like that, but she's never going to actually show that she can wrestle because she's never going to get to actually wrestle people. Like... It, I, I find that frustrating, and yeah, it, it was it was just frustrating to see because it was just so backwards, in my opinion. But hey, uh, what did Garza have? Uh, Garza uh, goes to the main event. He says uh, his bad is removing the title from Hardy. It feels like it's too soon. It feels like we're still missing the proper Hardy versus Hardy and Hardy versus Galloway feuds. I feel it's a big waste of time. Big waste to turn Spud heel and weeks later not make it matter for having Hardy losing the title and EC3 moving towards Bennett. 
Um, yeah, I agree. I do think it was too soon to take the belt off Hardy. Um, very odd choice for many reasons. Uh, I like Drew Galloway. I've said it many times. I think Drew Galloway could be the face of that company. Uh, I think he's a good wrestler. Uh, but, uh, well, I guess this kind of goes to my change. Uh, uh, I, I guess. Go uh, ahead. Let's do it. Uh, and my change is to build. Build to these things. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, it's the nature. It's that it's that money in the bank. It's that feast or fired uh, style where you're not, um, where you're going for that shock value. But, you know, when you're impact and you need some eyes on the screen, then, yeah, promoting is probably a good idea. Yeah, that said, they did a nice rating this week. Did they? Yes. Well, I well, think they did their uh, highest rating in, I want to say, at least a couple months. They've done, okay. They did their highest rating. Well, well, in that case, good for them. Uh, I, I think it's too way too soon to put it on Galloway. Well, either it's way too soon or the fact that they wouldn't do that in England is very odd. Like, very weird to me. Um, I I think, again, Galloway's not really been involved in this feud at all. So to just put – and I know he's got the ring case and stuff like that, but I don't know. Build something. Build to this point, especially when Harvey's only held the belt for, what, maybe a month? Maybe, maybe like a month longer. and a half. <laughs> it feels longer, but it's really only been like what, like a month and a half. Yeah, and and to think like how many times the titles fluctuated in the last like what since they come to pop, like like EC3 well, they- had it, then Matt Hardy has it, now Drew Galloway has it, and it's only been like like maybe three or so months on pop. Well, I mean, what, you can look at it that way, or you can look at it um, from the opposite side where you're looking at a landscape of professional wrestling in North America right now where there's a lot of world title stability in the major companies, and world title changes are not something we see very often. And that, from the TNA perspective, maybe let's move some titles maybe a little more often than you would perhaps do traditionally um, in the interest of getting more eyes on the product. Um, Like I said, the rating rating this week was an improvement. Honestly, the rating for Impact had been not so great under the Matt Hardy world title reign. Maybe TNA was looking at that and thinking, we need to get this title maybe onto somebody else, try something new. Um, they weren't ready to pay off the chase for EC3 without a longer buildup on that, so they need to get it onto somebody else. And Drew, through the good fortune of having the Feaster Fire briefcase, became that guy. Um, one more point. Whenever um, Ethan Carter III won the world title from Kurt Angle, um, Mad Mike and I were on this very midweek war podcast discussing possible contenders for EC3 and of the two or two and a half names, maybe that we were able to come up with one of the guys that I came to my head as a legit, you know, contender um, and someone who legitimately could be the guy to dethrone 
EC3 was Drew Galloway. Um, So from where I'm sitting, and and look, Impact needs brand awareness. They need to get people to to check out their product. Um, They need to get people to seek them out. And not, you know, for as hard as Matt Hardy's been working the Twitter and the internet as a whole, um, maybe they don't feel like they were getting that buzz. And look, the morning after Drew Galloway won the world title on Tuesday night, um, his picture was on almost every major wrestling news website that I was checking out. And that's something that Impact hasn't been able to say for a pretty long while. They haven't been able to do anything that really moves the needle and gets the general widespread hardcore wrestling fandom that is pulled in so many directions these days because there's product everywhere to just take a minute and look and check out what Impact is doing on Pop TV. So anyway, I guess the point is there were a lot of reasons to do a title switch. Um, you're alive. This is your chance to do something shocking, to get people talking. And I think they took their shot. Um, and then the rating went up a little bit. Like I said, the viewership was up a little bit. Maybe they can build that into something else. So I can understand why they made this move. Um, I understand why it would have been preferable to move the chess pieces a little bit more and, and kind of position Galloway a little bit better and maybe give Matt Hardy a little bit of a longer run. But I understand why they did it. I, I, I see your point. I will say to that point of, you know, doing a bit more title changes in order to bump up ratings. Uh, that was a strategy of a, of a certain organization back in the day <laughs> yeah, uh, at, at one point in time. And we know how well that worked for them. Um, but it's also something that happened during the hottest period in the history of WWE um, when titles were moving around very often during the Attitude Era. Yeah, but yeah. So, I, I mean, at the end of the day, <laughs> You know, the, the title is a tool for telling the story. Um, there's obviously prestige that you want to maintain with it. Um, it has to serve the story. Um, as long as it's serving a story, then it's okay. Yeah. You know, well, I hey. get it, you know. Uh, I, or, I also where do we leave off? Oh, what did Garza want to change for Impact this week? Uh, for his change, uh, he put, uh, uh, I think, an interesting one. Make Tyrosons fun an actual tag team. There's a lot of big man, small man teams right now, but they would be a, they could be a really fun team. And yeah, I agree. That could be fun. A um, couple other notes from Impact, I guess, to run through some parts of the show we didn't cover. Uh, I, I really love the opener for a really funny. I don't know if you watched the opening uh, 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 part of Impact. Uh, Jeff Hardy beat Eric Young, and, and Matt Hardy came out to cut a bit of a promo, asking Jeff to forfeit the match. Uh, the world title match, uh, uh, he went to shake his hand, and instead Jeff did the this symbol, the party <laughs> boys symbol. Yeah. But from the angle he did it at on the camera, it almost looked like he was giving him the middle finger. Yes. And I think the pop people, like, freaked out. And the best, when he does it, like, there's a flash of, like, your program's been interrupted by uh, <laughs> Impact on Pop, uh, pop TV. We'll be... <laughs> The Pop TV sensors, uh, thank you for watching Impact Pro Wrestling. So I really popped (laughs) for that because it was really funny to me. Um, We got more stuff with, well, we get the conclusion to the Grado Eli Drake stuff. Uh, They had an unannounced ladder match. For the contract, yeah. 
again, going to my my change, this is another thing where it's like build to this. You know, I to do this in one, like literally be like, we're announcing this match. It's happening now. Like, yeah. you couldn't have teased that for next week? Like, I don't know. Um, I, I was, um, I don't know what my, I don't know what this emotion I felt inside of me was, but I know it was a reaction to seeing Billy Corgan in a suit playing a backstage authority figure. Yeah. <laughs> and making, I know it's kind of, okay, okay. All right, we're going, we're doing this, but I mean, you know, Billy Corgan, you got to put that guy on a pedestal. <laughs> I mean, I know it sounds ridiculous, but I mean, he was the lead, he's, he's the lead singer of the Smashing Pumpkins, all right? <laughs> he's a legitimate uh, celebrity outside of the world of professional wrestling. And, and to just like present him as this, just this, just another guy in the back, you know, in a suit doing stuff. I just don't know if that's making the most of him. Um, and that's all I can think of that happened on Impact besides what we've already talked about. Um, yeah, yeah, I think we're, um, I think we're set that did, uh, did, did Tyrus, um, get the babysit Maxwell at all this week? No, uh, Maxwell did come out for the opening and, and, and they played up the whole, uh, Uncle Jeff stuff and like <laughs> I like when Josh Matthews was referred to him as Uncle Jeff during the match. Yeah, well, it, did give me a, it did give me a chuckle. That was pretty funny. I, I gotta think that kid is just like either either he's been like given something because like he like all the stuff going on around him. Oh, this guy that's like covered in face paint. Like you just handed me off to him. Cool. Like yeah, that's I, I don't yeah, it's oh, oh, and my dad's getting beat up by him. Oh, great! Like I don't care. Like they must have done something to sedate that kid or something. Because like, Jesus. Um, as <laughs> as a as as a parent myself, I can tell you that when you have your first child, uh, you don't really know what you're doing. So. <laughs> I am um, shocked that I am shocked that he has remained calm for like all those times they brought him out for segments. Because you got to think it'd be like sensory overload, like with yeah. all like lights and stuff. And there's like at least a hundred people around you. Like, like this baby's like six months old or something. It's crazy. Yeah, like crazy. Like the idea that you would bring him out as often as you do is kind of not even the McMahons would bring a child of their own out this young on the TV. Wait, yeah. no, maybe they would. No, maybe they would. I, I, there was um, uh, a a one of Shane McMahon's uh, babies did a cameo at the very beginning of WrestleMania twenty. Well, at least well, in a, in uh, a little yeah. pre-tape. I was not out live. At least it was a pre-tape. Yeah, but hey, let's take a baby out into the middle of AT and T Stadium in the ring yeah. at, at WrestleMania in a couple weeks, Bring and let's see if any baby cries. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Um, but hey, you know, um. As uh, far as my ranking goes, uh, it's number four this week. Sorry, there were a lot of good shows this week. Um, who knows what they're going to do going forward. Hopefully, it'll be good. Um, I'm hopeful. I'll say that, but who knows? I'm hopeful, too. Um, the nice thing about uh, Galloway is that um, in his time on the Indies, he has definitely developed uh, some credibility with yeah. the hardcore fans. I think there's a lot of respect for what he can do in the ring. And I think um, 
I mean, he fits the mold of a world champion. He's big dude, you know, strong guy. Looks tough to beat. Um, he's got the, like I said, he's got the rep with the uh, with the Smarks out there. Um, I hope it works, and I hope it gets some more eyes on the product. Uh, always wish for nothing but the best for our friends at Impact Wrestling. So, mm. uh, Eamon, uh, where can the good people on the internet uh, find your stuff? Find me on Twitter at Eamon2, please, and also go check out InspireProWrestling.com for all things Inspire Pro Wrestling, which is the wrestling company I'm involved with. So go check them out. Fine, fine stuff. And uh, you can find me on the Twitter at MainstreamMatt with one T. Um, I tweet. I share gifts of Matt McCarthy dressed as a leprechaun. Um, I've been known to write, uh, you know, an article every once in a while about uh, – uh, independent professional wrestling and uh, even uh, mainstream professional wrestling, as my name suggests. So, anyway, uh, thank you, Antonio Garza, for submitting your notes for this week. Thank you, Eamon Payton, for uh, coming on here and joining me. And thank you at home for watching the Midweek Court.